Welcome to the Insight Through Experience podcast, a podcast created to provide information about what life is like inside the most specialized special tactics organization in the U.S. Air Force. In these episodes, we'll be bringing you the experiences from many of our experts, ranging from our human performance optimization staff, our combat mission supporters, as well as our special warfare operators. Our main objective with these podcasts are to provide the listener with a unique look inside our culture of excellence in hopes that you will make the 724 a future career goal. Now sit back, relax, take some notes, prepare to hear from some of the Air Force's finest. Thank you for joining us on the Insight Through Experience podcast. All right, welcome back to the Insight Through Experience podcast, everybody. We have another cool episode for you this week where we're going to look at everything interpersonal effectiveness, which will be our second attribute that we're covering in these podcasts. Now, again, the reason why we're covering each attribute individually is because no matter if you're an operator or a support person who is thinking about applying for our unit, you can understand where we sit with these attributes, why these attributes are what we value so much where to go to get information on these attributes and also the book list and everything else on how to prepare before you show it to our assessment and selection process. Uh, Just to do some housekeeping business real quick. If you're listening to this on anything other than YouTube, I'm always going to post a lot of links on YouTube. So after you get done listening here, head on over to YouTube. I'll have some book links and some other things posted in the description box underneath the video. Also, it's important to note, and I think I'll say it again during this episode, but none of the books or none of the things that we're citing as examples of things you can read to better yourself or get ready for selection, none of it's mandatory. We're not going to have a test on any of it when you get here when it comes to the reading materials specifically. So don't think that we're out there pointing you towards one or two specific things. If you have an interest item and it matches something that you're hearing in these attribute episodes, go out and find a book that's going to help you get better at it. We're just giving you a few that we enjoyed that we think point to success. Um, Feel free to go out and find your own as well. So don't think that you're constrained or any of these things are mandatory. They are not. Last but not least, as we're looking forward to this episode, we're going to spend time once again defining what interpersonal effectiveness means to us. Uh, We're going to look at the definition, our expectations. We're going to discuss it a little bit. Um, We're going to discuss humble, hungry, and smart, and why we think those are good facets to keep in mind when you're thinking about interpersonal effectiveness. We're going to listen to some real-world examples of peer comments from some of our past ANSs. We're going to cover some pitfalls that I think people fall into when they come through their experience. I'm going to give you some of my thoughts and my personal experiences, and then we're going to close the episode out. All right, y'all, sit tight again. Grab something to write with. Take some notes. Get some caffeine ready. Let's look at everything interpersonal effectiveness. You know, our ANS, our selection is a very unique experience because it's one where you're going to get to untether yourself from your normal culture at home. And usually when we're at our, when we report into work every day, you know, we're, we're kind of comfortable. Our egos have found its little comfort zone inside of there. Well, we're going to let you separate yourself from that for a week and a half, about 10 days and come down and get inculcated inside a different culture. And inside this different culture, we're going to allow you to showcase who you really are. We want you to set your ego aside. We want you to come in. We want you to integrate with the team that we assign you to and then demonstrate that you have this interpersonal effectiveness that we care about. So what does that mean? What is interpersonal effectiveness? Let's go back to the document that's on the website. Interpersonal effectiveness is listed as number five on there. So interpersonal effectiveness, 
means works productively with others and adapts appropriately to different roles and situations. That's that broad definition. Here's our expectations. We expect to see a candidate's ability to work effectively with people from different backgrounds. Example given across ranks, specialties, as well as civilians, and in all types of situations. We value those who positively contribute to the group's task, share appropriate information with their teammates, respect everyone they work with, and help build team cohesion. So again, that's what we're looking for when you get here. Now, as we start talking about interpersonal effectiveness, I'm going to use a backbone or a foundation from a book called The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni. Now, this is a book at our organization that we value a lot because it, it brings out three characteristics that we really value in people when we're looking at things like interpersonal effectiveness. And that's humble, hungry, and smart. Don't confuse these with our five attributes, right? We're talking about interpersonal effectiveness specifically during this episode. And inside of there, we're just going to use the humble, hungry, and smart. We're going to use those three sub-traits, if you will, those three facets um, as our foundation, as our baseline today, because I think it's going to be easier for the audience to grasp what we're talking about here. So let's start with humble. And I'll start with a quote by C.S. Lewis. Humility is not thinking less about yourself, but thinking about yourself less. And I love that because if you can embrace that quote, you have a leg up to come here and show us that you can be who we need you to be during selection. And this just simply means that being humble, we need to see you be able to set your own personal cares and desires aside and demonstrate that you can put the team in the mission first. Now, you all wouldn't be in the positions that you're in. You wouldn't wear berets on your head if you didn't have this ability already. So a lot of guys come up here and are very successful at this. So it's not like you have to make a big leap when you come up here. Again, we want you to be your authentic self, but show us, demonstrate to us that you can also be this humble warrior. Now we talked about in an episode, um, I think it's season four, episode one, where we talked about how at times you're going to have to put the spotlight back on yourself, especially to keep yourself in the game when it comes to nutrition and hydration. But again, we need to see you balance that descend down your priorities of work to take care of yourself real quick. And then as soon as that's done, you're going back up the hierarchy to team equipment in your team, if you will, and being that ideal team player, that humble person who's looking for work to help the team out. Humbleness is also about being open and willing to listen to your teammates around you, listening to their ideas, listening to their feedback, seeking their feedback, and then continually updating yourself and making changes to try to be a better fit for that team. Now, when we talk about hungry, I want to separate this from the attribute drive that we're going to talk about um, in a future episode. Hungry means working hard for the team, pulling your weight, always looking for work. You understand your priority and what's most important in the moment right now. So when we're talking about hungry, it's kind of like drive, but in a team concept. You'll see when we talk about drive, that's individual focused, not in a team kind of way, but in an individual kind of way. When we're talking about hungry inside of interpersonal effectiveness, that's you being dedicated to the team and what the team needs right now. When we look at hungry inside the peer feedback comments, normally what you'll see are, are both ends of the spectrum are from the good end, it's was always there for the team, always had input, always finding work, um, was never just sitting around doing nothing. And on the other end of the spectrum was, didn't seem to be focused when the team needed help, 
didn't offer solutions at the appropriate times, always seemed to have to be told where to be, what to do, and what role to fill. And lastly, I think when we look at the facet hungry is your ability to search out the roles, no matter what the role is. Doesn't matter if you're an officer and you need to do something at a senior airman level, or if you're a senior airman and you need to do something at an officer level. You're finding those roles, you're adapting to them, and you're carrying out those duties. All right, when we look at being smart, we're not talking about smart as the intelligence. Taking an IQ test, we're talking more about emotional intelligence and how you interact with the people around you. Why is that important in our context? Your ability to influence and provide counsel to leadership on a team that you're supporting is critical. Again, you're probably going to be the only specialist there that's representing whatever you do for the nation, whether that's a PJ, controller, SR, TACP, or an officer. So your ability to influence them at the correct moment is the entire reason why you are there. We're not talking about the delivery of the message to the leader or to the um, team that you're supporting. We'll cover that in communications later on. What we're talking about is the ability to integrate and assimilate effectively so your voice is heard and valued when it's needed the most. If we can't attach you to a new team, especially of another service, and you can go in there and assimilate both quickly and effectively, the mission's bound to suffer. And that can never happen in our environment. And just talk through some examples from my experience being at this organization for so long. I was an operator here for 11 years. I was here before 9-11 kicked off, and I was here for eight years after 9-11 happened. So I got to experience a wide gamut of, we're not doing a whole lot, even though we're still involved in a whole lot of things, to we're so busy, we hardly have any time to be home with our families. So during those times, I was integrating fast with both the Army and the Navy. When a guy would get hurt, um, I would get thrown right into a new team, a new squadron somewhere that I had never met any other people before. I'm an introvert by trade. So again, anxiety and stress would be on me, you know, having to integrate with these new teams quickly. But I could go in those team rooms. I could assess the personalities pretty quickly. I could understand what they needed me to do when it was proper to insert myself into a conversation, when it was probably time to just sit there and listen and, and nod my head up and down. And it's through those experiences that I could influence the ground force commander or my team leader if needed. I had the ability to influence them at the right moments because I had done the due diligence up front to understand and be smart about my interactions with all of them. And it wasn't that I was always good at it. In fact, there were times that I really wasn't good at it, but we couldn't fail. I didn't have the opportunity to go in there and fail. So I had to straighten it out, figure out a new way to approach the leadership there and make sure that whatever I was there to do, my specialty, which for me was cast integration, air to ground integration, and make sure those realities were represented appropriately to the commanders so they could make good decisions and when we got on target, we weren't behind the power curve or at a disadvantage. Now, how's this going to play out at selection? I think it's easier to describe maybe some pitfalls that I've seen personally over the years to explain better ways of attacking the interpersonal effectiveness attribute when you get here. Now, again, this isn't about you coming here and trying to play a game and not being yourself the whole time. You will hear us say over and over that your ability to be authentic is key. 
but authenticity doesn't mean that you shouldn't strive to be better at all of our attributes. So if you think about it this way, if you are known to be a very quiet introvert at your unit, man, that's okay. Introverts come up here and find success, but they have to challenge themselves to push themselves out of their comfort zone to find that success. So if you're an introvert, and I'm just using this as an example because extroverts have the same challenge just in a different way. If you're an introvert and you come up here, yes, you can be authentic and do what you normally do, which is to be hard to get to know, be kind of quiet when you should be speaking up. Or you can come up here and show us that when we stick you in these situations, you can push outside of your comfort zone. You can get to know your teammates really quick. You can assimilate fast. You can be a voice when needed inside a team problem solving event or maybe just in the team room. These are all ways that you can show us that yes, you are who you are, but when it's time, when the, when the nation needs you, you can push outside of that and get the job done and push towards mission effectiveness. And just to cover both ends of the spectrum, let's look at an extrovert. So an extrovert comes up and a lot of times their problem is they can't stop talking. They're always putting their input out because they just thrive on human interaction, which is a good thing as long as you can control it. So we don't expect you to come up here and not be authentic, not be your authentic extroverted self. We expect you to come up and be smart. When we're talking about the humble, hungry, and smart, be smart, understand the environment, know when it's probably okay to go ahead and shut down the conversation a little bit for yourself and open up your ears and listen to others. And again, I think a pitfall for the extroverts during selection are they're talking more than they're listening and people just start getting tired of it. A lot of times extroverts, when they're problem solving, they'll just start spitballing and throw as many spitballs against the wall just to see what will stick. And a lot of people will get frustrated with that and just say, man, think through what you're going to say before you say it. So we're not sorting through all of this myriad of mediocre solutions that you're coming up with. So again, if you're an extrovert, being an extrovert has tons of benefit. We want to see that being injected in the right spots and not in the wrong spots when you're coming through selection. All that's showcasing to us is that we can stick you anywhere. You can walk into a team room or into a leadership meeting and you can adapt to what that meeting needs so your voice is heard. All right, let me bring in some real world peer feedback comments from past selections just to kind of highlight the challenges that people have at selection and how their peers saw it. And it, this is just speaking specifically to interpersonal effectiveness. So here's the first comment. At the beginning, it seemed like he struggled to mingle with the team, but made some changes and progressed throughout. Had a hard time putting thoughts out there and seemed like he kept a few things to himself. Wanted to complete tasks as an individual, so when the team had a plan, he can sometimes ignore it and derail the mission. When he does go with the group's plan, he executes his portion, nothing more, nothing less. So we can hear, if you tie these back to humble, hungry, and smart, think through these as I'm reading them and then tie them to one of those, one of those little facets. At the beginning, he appeared unapproachable, but was able to clearly make friends and do what was best for the team. My analysis is that he was very much a traditional officer. He didn't spend a lot of time just blending in and adapting to the team culture and was seen as a distant leader. When he spoke, it seemed to be very officer-like and directly to the point. I didn't find that he was bad at interpersonal effectiveness. Just feel like it's, I still don't know him that well even after a week of selection. His interpersonal effectiveness is graded high or low depending on the task being completed. During Land Nav in Exville, he was a rock star that greatly participated. 
but during a mission planning or discussion event, he was very quiet. I think this is just his personality of not being a big talker in groups. Overall, my rating of his interpersonal effectiveness as an operator is medium high. He has a strong personality that possesses some good interpersonal effectiveness qualities. Where I think he can improve is by considering the inputs of others and accomplishing tasks rather than concentrating on his own ideas methodologies. Overall, it's easy to work with him and develop a relationship. Now, I don't bring in those examples from actual selection to confuse any issues, to guide y'all a certain way. What I'm trying to do is just highlight the data that comes from those peer reviews when it comes to looking at interpersonal effectiveness, just so you can see kind of or get a feel what feedback you could be getting now and little things you could be working on now before you get to the process. Let's talk about how you can get better at interpersonal effectiveness prior to selection or just in life in general. So the first thing, and this stands out to almost every operator as they leave our process, they all say the same thing. Man, giving good critical feedback to each other has been the most enlightening thing that we've experienced. So that's the first tip. When you're at your units, you should be seeking feedback out from your peers, your leadership, from others around you. If you're an operator from support folks, how do they perceive you? How is your interpersonal effectiveness with them? Now, the problem with getting feedback sometimes is people, people rarely tell you what you need to hear. They just tell you what you want to hear. So you need to be able to give them the ability and relieve them of that pressure to tell you critical things by telling them, hey, I'm looking for critical feedback. Please just give me some things I need to improve, things I need to stop doing. We use a methodology up here called Start, Stop, Continue. So you can use this methodology and give this to the people that you're asking feedback from. So just ask them, hey, what do I need to start doing to be more effective when it comes to interacting with the people here at the unit? What do I need to stop doing? And what do I need to continue doing to be most effective? And if you give them that outline and let them fill in those blanks, it'll help you out tremendously. Also, if there's somebody at work that you just don't get along with or you don't know very well, that's a unique perspective you should be seeking as well. Go talk to them and ask them the same thing. Just imagine it's somebody that you don't know well. I would go up to them and say, hey, I know we don't converse a lot, but I'd really love to get your opinion on your perception of me from outside of my inner bubble. Outside of my inner group of friends, I would love to hear what you think about me. Having this knowledge can simply open up your awareness and give you more tools when it's time to have to get inserted into a new group and assimilate quickly. Other things you can do is get with your psych doc if you have one. Go talk to them. Maybe take a personality assessment, but get with your psych doc. Ask them the best way. Ask them for tips that they think. How can I get more feedback and understand how I interact with my environment? And I promise you, that's what they're there for. They can guide you down a correct path, give you feedback, and probably walk you through a lot of these processes. But taking a personality assessment can help. It can illuminate some things that you probably know about yourself already and probably some blind spots that you don't know. And last but not least, as you're always going to hear us say, grab some books. Um, read some books that will help build your space of possibility. Things we talked about in the Problem Solving Podcast. It'll build your space of possibility and give you new nodes for your train to travel to when it's time to start solving things or interact in a different way. So books that we suggest. The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni. You Are the Team 
by Michael Rogers, and Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goldman, and last but not least, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. And I'll just speak quickly to the ego because our ego is usually the thing that gets in our way. It's our biggest obstacle and it's self-created. So when we go into a new team, somebody says something that uh, we may take wrong or we may take personal, whether they meant it that way or not, it's our ego that gets us riled up. So understanding that our ego is going to be that obstacle and knowing ways to combat that is key. So books like Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday is important. I also published a book about a year and a half ago. It's called It's Time to Choose Your Ego or You, Unraveling Humanity's Biggest Secret. Um, that book is written from an operator who took 20-something years to realize that my ego was my biggest roadblock in life as well. So I just try to get down some thoughts in a book to help operators and humans basically um, how to recognize their ego and how to overcome it. It's also important to note that anytime, anything we have on the website, anytime we give you book recommendations, none of those are mandatory to come to selection. We're just trying to give you tools to help you prepare more effectively, not just for selection, but for life in general. Because if a lot of these books just point to ways to be more effective in your daily interactions with humans in general. All right, y'all. That's it for this week and everything interpersonal effectiveness. I hope this episode was worthwhile. If you have any questions, again, you can go to our website, 724STG. If you Google that, it'll be the first return. Contact info is on there. Blast me an email, ask me the question, and I will get you an answer back ASAP. Otherwise, I look forward to recording the next episode on the next attribute. Not sure what that'll be yet, but it'll be coming out next week. All right, I hope all of you have a great day rest of your week and we will see you next time on the insight through experience podcast later y'all